This week on the podcast, it's just us boys. Mendachi reviews the newest survival horror title, Scorn. What was announced at Konami and Capcom event? And stick around for the end because we have some Halloween deals and suggestions for you to pick up. All of that and more in this week's episode of the podcast. Roll the intro. R.I.P. the scats. R.I.P. the scats. We made the intro a lot shorter. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green Elite. Green, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually having a pretty interesting week. I got my hair cut yesterday. I walked into the barbershop. There was no one in there. I thought I was interrupting lunch. And they're (laughs) like, nah, let's get your hair cut. And yeah, it was a great experience. And then I got sunglasses in the mail today. So I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm on the up and up today. Hell yeah. Nothing can hold me down. I am a force of nature. I am, I am Kaiba willing myself into existence as we were just talking about before the show. <laughs> I am here. I am strong. Fear me for I am powerful. Yeah. I had to explain the, uh, the very interesting, um, What's the uh, the plot of Yu-Gi-Oh! Dark Side of Dimensions uh, before the show? We're also joined by the Spooky and the Ookly, the Mendachi. Mendachi, how are you doing today? Not too shabby, man. It's just been a wonderful, horrific week. I, too, got a haircut by myself. I uh, shaved my head like a monkey ready to shoot into space. You know, space monkey ready to sacrifice himself for the greater good without pain, without sacrifice. We would have nothing. I forgot that. <laughs> You can't go to Dean's anymore. Oh, man, that, that hurts my nope. soul. Yeah, I mean, oh, I usually go handies. to a, a hair stylist to, uh, you know, get the fresh look. But you know what's cheaper? Uh, just buzzing your fucking hair off. I don't do that anymore. I, I used to. <laughs> I used to when I got too long. But uh, no, I, that, that's one of the things that, like, shook me here was, like, I used to pay $20. That was, like, haircut plus tip $20, right? I go in there and I get my haircut and like at the end he's like they'll be thirty one dollars. I'm like, oof, <laughs> oof. <laughs> oof. <laughs> That's without the tip. So I went to the ATM because they only took. Uh, you could only tip if you're using cash or Zelle, and I don't have Zelle, so I'm like, fuck it, I'll go use this ATM that has a three dollar fucking ATM fee. Pull out forty dollars and then give this man forty dollars because he was actually really nice. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, like you gotta you gotta aid them in not having to claim their tips. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's one hundred percent what that is because <laughs> taxation taxation is theft. Taxation is theft. Oh, wow, it's really it's really odd when the left leaning the most left leaning member of the podcast starts spouting uh, libertarian, uh, you know. It's it's my money and I want it now, Danny. <laughs> next thing you it's know, he's going to be like, podcast. Next thing you know, next thing you know, he's going to start talking about how we need to reduce the size of the government and in uh, governmental oversight. You know, like it, it's going to be a whole thing. We're converting him. Uh, the best size of the government is no government. I'm just going <laughs> to leave it there and let's continue with the show. Anarchy. <laughs> So uh, thanks for watching and listening to the show. Be sure to stick around at the end to hear about some awesome deals you guys can pick up that we found for you this week. Uh, This week we are making some changes. Sorry, my cat. One of my cats is being a pain in my ass right now. Bite him. (laughs) Bite him. She's really preoccupied with the trash. Um, Anyways, Uh. 
so we are making some changes, cutting some fat this week. Uh, if you guys like the changes, uh, don't like the changes, let us know in the live chat or in the comments or tweet at us, of course. Uh, if you miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. And if you want to join us live, you can do that on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Mendachi. Yo, I'm here to talk to you about Scorn, which if you've been keeping your nose to the ground as far as uh, video game news goes, you've probably heard a thing or two. So at the time of this review, I've got just over three hours of gameplay in Scorn. I would have loved to get to the end of it, uh, being that it's only a five and a half hour game, but my schedule just really didn't allow it. Uh, Scorn is also a $40 game, so if that is an immediate turnoff for you, I understand. But something to keep in mind is that Scorn is very different. It has a presentation of a game that took many painstakingly long hours to detail and write. It is hard to look at in the best way. By now, you've already seen some gameplay, or perhaps you're seeing the gameplay for the first time here on Next to Nothing. But it's obviously inspired by H.R. Geiger, some Beksinski, and likely many other artists that have tried to detail many versions of Hell or Hellscapes. The best part about Scorn are its visuals and audio design. It's a nightmare trip through an alien hellscape, and you traverse this hellscape as a beaten and battered reject that has no name or mission or wild heroic backstory. The only thing the game instills in you immediately is a desire to leave. Find a way to get out of wherever the hell you are and maybe find freedom on the other side. Of course, you immediately start doing this by doing puzzles. Some folks were quite upset that the game was marketed as an FPS game instead of what it actually is. Keep in mind also that if you go to Steam and you look at its tags, um, first person shooter is not there, but first person is as well as puzzle game. But all the video that we had seen leading up to its release made it look like it was more of a survival horror first person shooter. So it is through and through a puzzle game, but you do shoot a couple guns and you do have to dispatch some really gross fleshy monsters that kind of look like distended buttholes with like mouths that barf things at you and some creepy legs. Um, but from start to finish, likely the finish anyway, it's a puzzle game. The puzzles themselves are a mix between fun head scratchers and uninspired remixes of puzzles we're all familiar with. Moving a tram track around to get a cart going the right way, sliding objects around on a grid in order to get one piece to a goal, the puzzles that are fun, however, really do shine. And the macabre twist on their design makes even the tired puzzles shine at least a little bit. Now, as far as the FPS elements go, they aren't good. They're quite terrible, to be honest. Your HUD is entirely invisible unless you are aiming. The first weapon you receive is like kind of like a jackhammer that hammers twice every six seconds or so. I'm not entirely certain of that timing, as it only gives you a vague, semi-translucent charge bar that's only visible when you're aiming, and your movement speed while aiming is reduced by what feels like a very sluggish 60% or more. The slower enemy is mostly annoying, and it just feels like you have to game the game to get away from attacks long enough to hit it four times, unless you're lucky enough to nail it in the mouth on the third hit. The other enemy 
is much worse. The best way to attack them is to rush them down since their projectiles home in on you enough to be annoying and pretty much assure you to be hit at least once when you encounter them. Now, there is another weapon you get later on, perhaps another one as well later in the game that I just hadn't gotten to yet. But the weapon is a revolver, which fills you with a sense of relief when you grab it. So you're like, finally, something that's actually like a gun. Odd move, you have to use a machine to grab some bullets, which are put in this weird like lotus root looking object uh, that also holds like your your health potion like items. Uh, when you nab the gun, it does not come with any ammunition. So you actually have to use the bullets that you get from that machine to then load it. And they're like little BBs. So like all the bullets you just picked up then go into your like new weird flesh and bone revolver. This is a process that takes about eight seconds to load from empty to full. The reticle is terrible and the bloom as soon as you move goes so wide that you would need a miracle to hit your target if it's like anywhere between you and five feet away. It's pretty ridiculous. Towards the end of my time with Scorn, I got stuck in a loading loop because of my own, I'll be honest, skill issue. I had one hit of health left, I had no heals, and this terrible gun and the half-baked combat mechanics facing multiple enemies that each require around three shots each to kill. Every time I died, I had to start back uh, after like a loading screen, start up an elevator, which would then like go up two levels to where you are and then go back down two levels both of which are blocked it would rest at each level as it went down and then the same thing as it went back up so by the time you get there you don't have enough time to actually like cross over to the other side so you get in the elevator and you have to go down two levels waiting on each level go back up and then get off and then it shows you a little cutscene. And then you have to go and pick up your revolver and you have to grab the bullets and then you have to reload the revolver. And then after you leave that room, it spawns in like three enemies, uh, two of which shoot the homing projectiles, one of which just does like a kind of close proximity barf attack. Um, yeah, uh, with one hit of health and homing enemies like, man, I, I went through it like four times before my interest just completely waned. I'll be going back and getting salty enough to succeed for sure, but only when I've got the time to be able to devote to knowing I'll just get mad <laughs> and going through multiple loadings of it. All in all, Scorn is interesting and it's it's a unique experience. It's a welcome break from the games that have been coming out lately. It may not be the best puzzle game and it may uh, have some really terrible FPS like gameplay, just kind of feels like tacked on top but with some polish from patches i think this game has a lot of promise in becoming a cult hit if you want to pick it up or you're interested in grabbing it on sale these are the minimum specs you need a 64-bit processor and operating system requires windows 10 for a process you're going to need a quad core amd ryzen 3 3300x or intel core i5 8400 requires eight gigs of ram uh nvidia geforce gtx 1060 three gigabytes of virtual memory on that graphics card DirectX version 12 and it requires 50 gigs of space 
Additional notes, they do recommend that you throw it on a solid state drive. Now, this is something that ran just fine. I didn't have any tearing, no latency issues, nothing. Um, I didn't have any loss of any textures. And I'm running with a GeForce GTX 1080. It's on a regular hard drive. And then I believe I have like 16 gigs of RAM and uh, an AMD Ryzen 5. Um, so a little bit above the minimum and it was perfectly fine, really smooth, uh, just gross to look at in, again, the best way. But overall, um, if this seems like something that you would be okay with spending 40 bucks on, I would highly recommend you do so because it is a unique experience, but you're also gonna have to be like a lover of puzzle games uh, or just creepy visuals. Because other than that, there's not a ton of substance to be found. It seems like most of the work went into the visuals and audio design. Kind of feels more like an interactive art piece, if I'm going to be 100% honest with you. So, Danny Green, do you guys have any questions about my time with Scorn? Um, I The only question I really have is, like, uh, like, is the price that it is on Steam worth worth like your playthrough so far and like how like does it have like an estimated time of like how long the game is yeah that's so, a, big, a big factor like when it comes to like payment uh especially for a single player game it's like how many hours of gameplay you're actually getting per dollar Right, yeah. Um, so what I had found for time to beat, which I mean, you know, like literally you could just Google that time to beat and enter your game title and it'll give you a rough estimate. It'll also tell you how long it would be to beat it if you wanted to be a completionist. Um, and time to beat is five and a half hours. So that means that I am over 60% of the way through at three hours. Um at $40, I'm fine with my purchase, but that's because I'm like, you know what? This is interesting. This is different from what a lot of games are doing. Um, it definitely has the feeling that it's going to be like a playthrough once and like that's it. But like that's just it is that I feel like a lot of games anymore, like there's such a wide variety. You know, you have games as a service that are free and then you just pay money for aesthetics, cosmetics, whatever. Um, so on and so forth. And then you have terrible uh, $60, $70 AAA titles. So it, it's like as far as quantifying how much a game is worth, to me, it's kind of hard to really put. Personally, I'm okay with it because I got a unique and different experience. Um, I just would have liked to see some of this gameplay probably cleaned up a bit uh, just because like the the FPS parts really do suck big dirty dong <laughs> like to just uh, just kind of like shrug off all the formality here like yeah the fps parts like are by far and wide the worst parts and it just makes you wish you were doing puzzle the whole time um i don't know if either of you have ever played riven or mist but it's like a harken back to those old uh puzzle games and so like you get really immersed in the world the puzzles are very much so like built of the environment that you find yourself in um and it just kind of like it's like hey isn't this place really weird to to go through and traverse and so it's kind of 
one of those things is $40 enough for you, you know, or, uh, is it, is it, um, cheap enough for you to feel like, yeah, you know, this is, this is enough, uh, to like kind of make up for the price as far as like what it looks like and what do you do? Yeah. Um, uh, but is yeah. this a kind of game that you could see them like including a DLC into like, uh, absolutely dude absolutely like you mainly kind of like wake up in completely different areas uh through the through the game um one of the things that i did not like was a sort of like you have to go around you find a tool that will augment your flesh so that you can interact with some puzzles and after you get to like the end of what i would call like a chapter right you kind of wake up in a different place or like you're reborn in another place. And so you don't have that. And so you kind of do like a Metroid esque, got to go find your power up thing again, got to go find a weapon, so on and so forth. It does it completely different every time you do this, but it's also kind of like gives you the feel of like, okay, so now I just have to go and do the thing that I just did again so that I can interact with a different machine or thing. It, it would have been nice to see them maybe like just allow me to skip looking for something uh, that I've already got and I already know how how it works and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there there definitely seems to be uh, room to actually add on to it and also clean it up. Um, something that honestly would have been really great is uh, I don't believe I missed it, but like a crouch and maybe like a quick sidestep mm -hmm. like those two things would change the combat a lot if there's an enemy around bring my health and my ammo up so it's constantly like you know there so i can see it because yeah. it's not it doesn't take up a lot of room you know but it's like if i'm if i'm in danger i would like to see the things that help me know like you know my resources to get out of danger yeah uh i haven't seen a roadmap but just for uh some information here the official release date for this game was october 14th of this year the last uh update on record was today so it looks like the dev is for sure paying attention to uh to getting patches and stuff like that so it might be getting tweaked and adjusted um over the next couple months as as things crop up as people play the game and stuff uh i also did see here according to steam db um that it has gone on sale for 10 percent uh that the last sale on record was june 12th for that would have brought it down to 35 dollars or 36 dollars really um so just just a little extra information there from Oh, also, uh, and uh, our good friend of the show, Otis, uh, had mentioned that it was on Game Pass. I just double checked it. It is free on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, which is probably the best way to try out literally any game, uh, new and old, you should go and check it out for free on Game Pass. Yeah, I would say like it's. Yeah, like it's definitely something i would say oh dude this is free go fucking check that out it's completely different from anything that you've been playing lately yeah 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 that's that's the big thing oh uh there's no manual save and it doesn't tell you when you hit a checkpoint either 
I kind of forgot about those. Yeah, there's there's no way to manually save and you have no idea when you hit a checkpoint. So like, is your dog pooping on the carpet? Do you need to run to go and and, and uh, do a thing? Uh, too bad. Scorn. You've been you've been scorned. So, stuck here yeah. forever yep exactly but yeah that's that's all i had danny did you have anything that you'd like to add otherwise nope green any further questions or i think you answered them and explained the, the game very eloquently like a champion hey thanks yeah go play it if, if it's free go go do the thing do you guys want me to eloquently explain what Konami announced last week, and then Mindachi, you can eloquently explain what Capcom announced last week. I would love to do so, so. eloquently. Yes, indeed, yes. We're, let's overuse that word. Let's like really make people. <laughs> All the eloquence of the All word the elo- eloquent. <laughs> Anyways, it's really divine. Toothpaste, toothpaste, toothpaste. <laughs> if any of these words start sounding funny to you, let us know. Uh, so Konami made some Silent Hill fans very happy last week. Uh, with a whole suite of announcements. Uh, I'm going to do a quick run through and then I'm going to let Mindachi kind of just give some of his thoughts on him since I know he's a Silent Hill fan ish. Yes. Uh, so we're getting a Silent Hill 2 remake, which is being done by Blooper Team, who did the critically acclaimed Layers of Fear. Um, there's Silent Hill Townfall, which is going to be one of two new Silent Hill games. Is that how it's supposed to be pronounced? Yeah, yeah, no, I just, I just think that the name is really dumb. And I heard a joke earlier today. It's like you could imagine this uh, game spread like being in like a GameStop, like uh, I can't game informer article that's just like a page ad, and then it's like, "Are you town?" To Silent Hill, are you town? So, um, yeah. yeah, Townfall, not Downfall. I, I was afraid there that I had like a typo and didn't notice it. Um, but Townfall, which is going to be um, one of the two new games that's being published by hey, Annapurna. One more time, please. Townfall. Not to be uh, mixed up with t- Silent... Yeah, not to be mixed up with Silent Hill Downpour. Down. <laughs> um, Village Up? <laughs> Silent Hill Village, Village Up. <laughs> Anyways, that's, uh, like I said, uh, Annapurna Interactive and No Code. Silent Hill F, as in fuck... Uh, is the second mm. new game, uh, which is going to be a prequel, I think. It takes place yeah, in the Yeah, it takes place in the... Yeah, yeah. In uh, Japan, no less. Yes. And then uh, Silent Hill Ascension, which has both J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Production Company and Dead by Daylight developers' behavior involved, and that's what that's being branded as some sort of, quote, interactive live stream, but that's pretty much all we know about it. Would you like to know more right now? Sure. It is a, uh, it will be aired once. Mm -hmm. It is a, I believe, mini series event Mm -hmm. in which, um, so I'm assuming it's going to be like on Twitch or like on some other streaming service, but you're going to be hanging out in your living room, uh, like in a chat and you will straight up have like an America's got talent style, like vote now to see what happens. And then a thing will happen. So it's kind of like playing um, the dark pictures anthology with whoever is a part of that stream. It will air again once. 
So it is not a game. It is a broadcast exclusive. Where'd you say it's getting broadcast on? Sounds terrible. It has not been announced yet. And yes, Green, it does. Like I said, it will be aired once. It is a an interactive broadcast. And that is what we know so far. So it's kind of like I said, like uh, if any of you have ever heard of the Dark Pictures anthology, you know, um, Little Hope, Man of Medan, um, something Ashes, whatever. And you can play with like, I think it's like five friends total. And each of you can, you know, handle a character so on and so forth and like you get to make decisions that'll fuck up other people so on and so forth but everyone will vote in and that's the next thing that'll happen yeah i wonder like you know how funny it would be if abc picks this up and has it on like prime television at like seven o'clock on a fucking like a a wednesday right Right. and like all the old people are like what the fuck is this what's going on who's this man covered in blood Doing a big movie twist. Why does he have a big pyramid metal thing on his head? I don't <laughs> understand. And then just starts randomly voting for random shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, for one thing, there's two things that are going to be a major issue here before we move on. One is you already know the most chaotic, nonsensical thing that could be voted on and could happen in this will be the thing that is happening. Uh, because, you know, the Internet is crazy. And two, people are going to be pissed with how it turns out or like they're either going to be like, wow, that was really fucking stupid or they're just going to be mad. And they're immediately going to be like, give us the Snyder cut and show us all the other options that we could have had. So, yeah, like it's it's built to fail. Uh, I am curious to see if it will come out. And uh, I don't know really like if you guys like watched the Konami showcase but when they said, like, J.J. Abrams is a part of it, they literally showed off to the side. They're like, and here's what he has to say. And it was just a picture of basically a tweet. that's like, I love Silent Hill. I am excited to be working on Silent Hill, signed J.J. Abrams. And they're like, and moving on. Wow. <laughs> it was the most, dude, the whole showcase was batshit. Uh, I'll, I'll shine a light on it as we kind of continue, though. Yeah. Well, I think that was all the announcements, right? Uh, let's see here. The Silent Hill 2 remake. Yep. Then you had Townfall. You had Ascension. You had, oh, uh, the whole reason for this showcase. Okay. The whole reason why all of these things are happening right now, which they actually specifically say in the showcase, is because the original uh, director and producer of the Silent Hill movie that came out, I think in 2009, I'm sure that someone in chat or in the comments on YouTube will correct me, uh, but I just don't feel like looking at it right now. Anyway, that original director and producer that made that movie have uh, had reached out to Konami and said, hey, uh, I really want to make another Silent Hill movie that you know doesn't suck like the other ones that came out. And they're like, yes, please. Oh my God, pretty please. And they're like, okay. And so all of these games exist to drum up um, sales and hype for the movie. Keep in mind, like Konami hasn't really been a video game focused company for some time. Um, they have been mainly focused in other media, uh, such as pachinko machines or milking a dead cow. 
so yeah, it's it's all because we are going to get uh, within the next year or so Silent Hill, or sorry, Return to Silent Hill, which is the director's vision of Resident Evil. Uh, Resident Evil. <laughs> not, not yet. Silent Hill 2. Um, so alongside the video games, the movie, movie announcement, and then probably like the best part of the showcase was a whole bunch of really cool as, um, uh, merchandise. So like there were statues, there were like skateboards and shit, which is actually a reference to like a meme, uh, from, from Silent Hill 2. Uh, there is the Shiba Inu from the, uh, secret ending in Silent Hill 2 that is controlling all the terrible things going on in Silent Hill. Uh, you can get that as a statue and it's also a coin bank, which I uh, absolutely need because I too have a Shiba and believe that he controls most of my life <laughs> in short in short though uh the showcase was pretty lukewarm as far as its reception to fans um and apparently it was fraught with like a whole bunch of really weird technical shit um all of the english that was pre-written was changed on the spot by the people that were doing the showcase that were like native english speakers because they didn't uh thank you green for saying it came out in 2006 i knew i was close uh, but yeah, um, all of the English that was pre-written by people at Konami for this showcase was changed on the spot by people who were bilingual. Um, and that is why, like, if you go and watch it and listen to it, it's very alien in how it sounds. It's very, very strange. Um, but they did their best and it was basically improv most of the time. Um, the last thing is, is that when we did see the Silent Hill 2 remake uh gameplay quote-unquote we saw maybe about five to six actual seconds of Silent Hill 2 remake gameplay they actually spliced in a bunch of gameplay and cutscenes from the Silent Hill HD collection which a lot of people caught um, as well as the original gameplay uh, or not gameplay but cutscenes so it was really really weird there wasn't a lot to be shown people are kind of stipulating that um, Bloober team probably doesn't have a whole lot on this so far. Um, and a lot of people aren't too sure where it's going to go because Bloober team also, uh, kind of made a giant goof with their game, the medium because of how it portrayed, uh, mental health in their game, which was pretty terrible. And Silent Hill 2, uh, the Silent Hill series in general is a big story about mental health. So it's going to be rocky as hell. Yeah. So uh, Capcom. Yeah. So if you're not tired of uh, hearing me talk yet. <laughs> so the, the Cap. Maybe pretty, I could listen pretty, to you all good. damn day. Ooh. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So I'm, sweet, I'm happy to say. into my ear. Please continue. Hello, yeah, I'm here to bring you Capcom news. Uh, the Capcom showcase was actually a lot better, I'm happy to say. The cheesy Resident Evil 8 style of like showing the event was pretty interesting as you wander around in first-person view um, in a mansion somewhere out in Resident Evil 8's village as the Duke kind of narrates things at you. So if you're familiar with the series, then it likely didn't rub you the wrong way. That being said, this was definitely a treat. 
all in all, we got to see some interesting information and gameplay from the Winter's DLC for Resident Evil 8, set to release on the 28th. A look at the third-person mode that was announced back in June. Some stuff about Mercenaries mode, which will not be in third-person. Uh, people are wondering if it's because they don't want you to be able to like just be Lady D and stand in a corner and look at yourself. So that's kind of fun to think about. Um, some gameplay of the new content coming to uh, RE-verse or Reverse, um, which a lot of people were on the fence because, I mean, like, it's been really quiet in its development. People didn't think it was going to come out. Uh, but they they actually say, hey, man, no, this is this is coming out real soon. Um, it looks fine. A lot of people are saying like it, it looked it looked fine. I think that there is some part of RE verse that's available now. I'm not sure. I wasn't too interested in it, so I didn't really keep my nose to the ground as far as that goes. Uh, then there's more news of the other Resident Evil games, like all the remakes and previous titles coming to uh, Nintendo Switch streaming and Mac throughout the rest of the year. So, you know, if you've been missing out on like older Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 5, RE6, RE7, those are coming to those and they should play okay, I think. I don't know. I've never used Nintendo Switch streaming. So then there was a bombshell, which I called last week. It was not really a hard call to make, but I'm still going to take the dub on it. Resident Evil 4 got its gameplay trailer. Lots of things could be gleaned from this. It looks like enemies and characters got some really hefty redesigns, but not necessarily for the worse. Uh, the areas and settings have undergone major updates and appear somewhat reworked and redesigned. There will definitely be new mechanics. Namely, it looks like there's some more combat manu uh, maneuvers or moves, um, and our knife has a durability meter. However, it also can be upgraded so you can like there's a whole upgrading system kind of like there was previously in resident evil 4 but now the knife is a part of that so you can make it so like you can repair your knife you can increase its durability you can make it even stronger which is insane because we actually see leon um guarding against a chainsaw wielding maniac with his knife he's like fucking parrying pitchforks and stabbing people in the head he's like jumping down on the ground and stabbing people in the neck with it it looks dope as hell keep in mind that resident evil 4 was always an action game with like horror elements uh it seems like they doubled down on that um i also found out that as far as the resident evil teams go they were uh really displeased with how the resident evil 3 remake was handled the Resident Evil 3 remake had a decent chunk estimation around 30% of the game was cut. Um, and there were some other kind of odd uh, kind of developmental choices that they went with because of this, uh, the overall branch of Capcom that is overseeing these Resident Evil remakes were like, no, you don't get to touch this. And they gave it back to the Resident Evil 2 fellas. So the same uh, treatment that we saw Resident Evil 2 get we can kind of assume we're going to get that with Resident Evil 4. So that should definitely be pretty awesome. Overall, the game looks gross. It looks gorgeous. And people are overall optimistic. It comes out March 24th of next year on PS4, PS5, Xbox X and S and PC. And I'm definitely getting my hands on it. It looks awesome. Very excited. Hell yeah. 
I there's nothing else I I can say. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I feel like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I feel like everyone has played Resident Evil Four at some point. I feel like just about everyone could get excited uh, about Resident Evil Four. And like uh, my good friend Brent said in our chat, it's apparently been in development for uh, three years, but it says a majority of two. Um, but yeah, so it it looks like it's going to be a good time. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I can say is like Capcom has not hasn't tickled my fancy for a long time, and the mm-hmm. only thing that like has like could really pique my interest is like Resident Evil Four, just because of the nostalgia factor. Like that was the first and like essentially only Resident Evil game I've actually played. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen other people play the the Resident Evil games, but like. Resident, Resident Evil 4 was like the only one I actually touched. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot for everybody because they don't, it doesn't play like the other ones. You know, it's, it's, it's an action game and it feels, it feels damn good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited to see it. And of course, like I'm a bit of a Capcom simp, you know, with Street Fighter and Monster Hunter and everything else. So I'm a, I'm a mark for this. Yeah, you are. <laughs> since you remarked we want to talk about some marked down prices and some deals our our uh our, our friends can snag i'm sorry our weekly right, yeah, picks, was, you would say our weekly yeah, picks. yeah that, was, that was that was pretty good danny that, that was, was pretty good <laughs> you're doing great champ don't patronize me anyways uh so before we get into it uh we're making some changes i hope you joke on it mendachi <laughs> for audio only I, never joke. I always swallow <laughs> for our listener our uh, audio only uh friends out there uh mendachi just about died on some water anyways uh we are making a change to how we do like deals of the month um we kind of realized that uh doing it once a month uh kind of sucks that uh we're just saying names to you guys over and over again we're not really talking about anything that might be worth picking up and so we're going to each pick out one deal uh a week at the end of the show if you guys stick around to the end of the show then you can uh you know hear about some deals that we think are worth picking up this week uh so i'm going to start out uh humble bundle which we are affiliates of so take this with a grain of salt uh is doing their uh halloween sale uh, so right now you can pick up the Metro X, uh, Metro Redux bundle. Sorry, Metro Redux bundle. You get both 2033 and Last Light for under seven dollars, which is a fantastic deal because those games, um, not only are they are they great and they run on a lot of uh, machines, but uh, I think they're anywhere between five to seven hours, eight hours of gameplay. So you're looking at up to 14, 16 hours of uh, gameplay that is pretty replayable um, for seven bucks and just in time for Halloween too. Fantastic pickup. Um, Green, do you have a deal that people should be picking up this week? I do. Phasmophobia. I hate horror games and I hate Phasmophobia. But yeah, I pl- like play it every once in a blue moon. It's twenty percent off on Steam right now, um, which again, this is all Halloween themed because uh, you know Halloween is upon us. You're uh, closing in on not. I don't. I don't, I don't even celebrate Halloween anymore. It's Danny Kay's birthday, <laughs> which is scary because he's getting older and older. 
fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, currently on Steam for $11.19, which I, I, I personally think, but as many times as they update it, um, they're constantly like working on it, and it's still technically an early access game, um, then it's definitely worth scooping up for $11.19, as long as you and your friends pick it up, um, and you're not an absolute wimp like me, with horror games um, it's a uh, it's a good pickup and then this uh sale is going until november 1st so nice mendachi how about you? you got a pick for these uh for these kind folks out there absolutely yeah it's actually one of my favorite uh horror games it's a third person uh shooter with a whole bunch of cool powers that you get along the way uh, it is control but it is the ultimate edition and it is only $11.99. So that means you get the whole base game, which is about 18 and a half hours of gameplay plus an additional, I believe it's like 16, 16 to 18 more hours of DLC alongside it. So you get to play all of the stuff that came after the game actually finishes. So yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And if you're at all interested for the next Alan Wake game coming out, surprise it's in the same universe and it will tell you literally everything you need to know going into it uh what a cerebral and super duper good time uh very very fun you should you should go check that out for 11.99 hell yeah anything else now for me all right well guys that was the whole show Thank you very much for watching and listening. Your time with us is always appreciated. If you've made it this far, be sure to drop us a like and subscribe. That would be greatly appreciated. Also, let us know what uh, you think about any of the things that we talked about today in the comments. And if you uh, want to, like, if you miss any part of the show, want to take us on the go, find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to join us live, you can do that uh, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash next to nothing network. If you want to connect with us on Twitter, Greenly, hit him with that Twitter. At next to nothing PC. Hell yeah. And you can tweet at us. Tell us why you think we're wrong about the things we talked about today. Uh, Green Elite will fight you on Twitter. It's fine. Um, oh yeah, I, I will. I will. I don't don't uh, tempt me. I I will argue <laughs> with anyone over anything, uh, even the most simplest of things. You know, the sun sets in the east and rises in the west. Fight me. I don't care. Yeah. So the Earth is flat, kind of. <laughs> it's like an oval. Don't. It's Stop an oval it. flat. You know. I think the Earth is uh, shaped like a deflated basketball. Weird. It's cylindrical. It's not <laughs> spherical. Anyways, until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, have a wonderful and safe Halloween. Keep fighting the good fights, and we'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye. Love you. Love you.